Welcome to the Change Book Podcast. My name is Rachel Best, and this is our co-host. I'm Nicole Harvick, and this is the Change Book Series. It is the fastest-growing self-empowerment book series on the planet. This spans over 30 countries, and we now bring them all together in a powerful podcast destined to change people from all corners of the globe. So go ahead and grab your pen and paper because our guest today is going to share a lot of amazing tips and inspiration that you're definitely going to want to write down. Welcome back to the Change Book Podcast. I am so excited today to be here with a special guest, a co-author, and also a colleague of all of ours. And so Dina Brown Mitchell. She is the president of Genius Insanity. So go ahead and share with us who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how we got here today. Sure. Well, I grew up in Louisiana and I started my first business at age 14 and have had a long journey of um, several businesses, failures and successes and also a 15-year corporate career in the hotel world. And so that's kind of a little bit about me. I, I live in Colorado now. I've been here for almost 25 years. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So you started uh, your first business at 14 years old, and you've had several businesses. Tell us a little bit about that. So you've always kind of been an entrepreneur. You've always had that mindset, or tell us a little bit about that. Sure. My my mom started a nursery school when I was a year old because she didn't want to leave me with someone else. And so I grew up with my mom owning her business. And then later in my life, my dad has owned several businesses. And so I kind of grew up in the family of entrepreneurs. Um, and my first business was a snow cone stand in front of my mom's nursery school. So my dad built the whole thing for me and helped me set it all up. And he said, if you need something, you better order it. And if you don't want to work, you better train somebody. And so that was my first business experience. And I had it for all the summers throughout high school. That was my, that was my job. <laughs> and so then after that, my next business was in my late twenties, which was a failure. And then um, after that, I owned an event company for 10 years prior to COVID, which was extremely successful until the pandemic hit. And we closed the doors, unfortunately. And so since then, I've started a nonprofit. Um, and I've also started Genius and Sanity. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, um, because, you know, we all... We all see people and where they're at, but we sometimes miss the road and the path that took them there. And so, you know, you, you share that you, you started at the age of 20, a business that failed, and then you had the event business, um, and then COVID kind of shut that down. And so tell us, share with us, like the, the business, start off with the business when you were 20. You know, what were some of those failures? And I, I always like to say, failure is never failure. Failure is feedback for what worked, what didn't work, and what can I do differently to make it work? 
So if you could share just a little bit about, um, you know, that what were some of those struggles and what were some of those things that you went through um, when you were 20 and, and, and how did you use those to get to where you're at now? Yeah. Um, it was my late twenties and I had been in the restaurant industry for quite a, quite a while at that point, managing restaurants and training and, and teaching people hospitality stuff. So I'd always been kind of a trainer and all this. And so back then I had a bad breakup and it was somebody in the industry and I wanted to do something completely different. And so I, I answered an ad. I was in in San Diego, California, and I answered an ad for this company that did franchises. And I'm not going to talk a lot about who they are because they don't want to say anything negative, but um, it wasn't the best experience. It wasn't um, a, a, a situation where they really set you up for success. Um, and so what I did was I went back home to Louisiana, to New Orleans, and started this franchise. And it just wasn't, um, there was a lot of things that I was not, they were not upfront with me about. And so it, I tried to make it work, but it just wasn't, it didn't coincide with who I was as a person. And it didn't coincide with um, being successful because I didn't have the right tools and information from the beginning. And I think, um, you know, I'm sure that I I played a part in the failure of that, but it was, um, it was just a very difficult thing. And so I finally just decided that I needed to get a job. <laughs> and I, um, I almost went to work for Club Med because they brought me to the islands for a 10 day interview work experience and offered me a job. But it was back then I was just getting out of college and I had student loans and they just didn't pay that much. I was all in for the experience of travel and work, but I, they just didn't pay enough. So I ended up getting a job and I was a banquet manager after that in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. So definitely you learned, what did you learn in that? to move you into where you're at now? What would you say you learned from I, that? I would say I learned to trust my gut from the beginning and not necessarily believe everything people tell me. Um, and it's funny because I got a, a, me a message in LinkedIn recently and it was a lady who was pitching um, franchises to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I just... I've owned several businesses on my own that have been successful and I've had one that was a massive failure, which was a franchise. And so I was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm good. I don't really want to go that route again. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that it's not a good thing for anybody. It's just the, the specific one I had an experience with wasn't um, truthful in the beginning about some things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've looked into um, buying a Chick-fil-A franchise not too long ago, like years ago when I had my event business, mm -hmm. because I think they have such a great business model and they are very successful. And 
they will not let you own a Chick-fil-A franchise if you have another business. Oh, really? Interesting. Because, and I think that's part of why they're successful. It's because they want people that are invested in, in the company and invested in what they're doing. That's true. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's probably a good business model. And so, you know, during, um, during COVID, when, when you had your event, um, company and, um, share a little bit about that. Like what was the pivot that you had to make when all of that happened? Yeah. So March 10th, 11th and 12th of that year, I was in Boston at a board meeting, um, with people from about 15 to 20 countries for our, for the, the sales global network I was a part of during that time. And we were sitting in that room when everyone got alerts on their phone saying they were canceling flights to certain countries. And there were people in the room that lived in those countries. And so they didn't know how they were going to get home. Like it, it was a massive situation. And so I got home like at midnight on March 12th, I flew into Denver and I woke up the next morning to everything being closed or they're announcing everything's closed. So I went to the grocery store and it was very chaotic and I was just angry at the whole thing because in the next 48 hours, we had six European groups arriving to Denver from a huge pharmaceutical company and everything was planned. Everything was paid for. All the staff was in place, you know, transportation, everything. We had bought out restaurants for them, all kinds of things. And so, you know, they literally gave us 24 hours notice that they weren't coming at all. And I mean, I knew that was coming, but they weren't making a decision. And so it was very, um, it was a very tense week of like, how do we deal with this? And then the restaurants were, you know, we were trying to contact them and they were in a, in a panic as well because they were being shut down. And so it was, it was just a really hard time. And it took us weeks to figure out all the legal stuff around everything because of, because of all the uncertainty in every way, shape and form. And so, you know, it was months later that I decided to close the doors, but for about four days after that, I laid off my whole team, which was the worst day of my life. So anyway, <laughs> um, I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful for the people and the clients and the staff we had for those 10 years. It was, it was an amazing um, company and, and we did some really cool events and worked with some great people. So it's definitely something I cherish. Um, and now I'm, I'm really excited about what I'm doing now. And I think it's really my purpose. And I went through all of that to get here. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens, right? Like we don't see it until like we really look back at all the different chain of events, all the the moments and the dots and we start connecting the dots. And then we're like, oh, wow, like that really was not fun to go through. That was really hard to go through. But on the other side of it, to be able to see that wow like these are the reasons that i went through all of that so i could be here right now 
And so share a little bit about the birth of your company, um, uh, Genius Insanity. Share a little bit about that. Sure. The, um, well, I'll, I'll start by saying in 2018, I lost a friend and colleague to suicide. And it was, it was like God was knocking me upside the head saying, you need to speak up because I had survived an attempt in my late 20s and I never, ever spoke about it. And so when my friend died, it really changed everything for me because I didn't know if, if he had known my story, would it have mattered? And that, that sentence keeps me going with what I'm doing now. And so we started the Realize Foundation and it was in brainstorming stage before COVID and it looked very different. But now it is a nonprofit, a 501c3, that we, um, we publish books with people's stories and we um, do virtual events and have a community. And so it's, it's been a really great thing. Um, and so because I was working on that, I started Genius and Sanity in 2020 because my thought was entrepreneurs don't take care of themselves. They push themselves, they're driven, they're successful, but they're not taking care of their physical and mental health. And I was one of those people. And because actually in the same year that I lost my friend, I had to have surgery um, and people always ask me, well, what was it? What was it? So I had a hysterectomy and I had endometriosis pretty bad. And so when I agreed to my doc with my doctor that I would have the surgery, I said, he said, it'll be two to six weeks. You'll be out. And I was like, I'm giving you two weeks because I don't have six. And so I ended up being in bed for two months. Oh my gosh. And it was just such a more invasive surgery than they predicted. And so during that time, like it really taught me the value of, of me time or personal freedom while owning and growing a business. And my team was amazing. You know, they took care of everything. The clients were happy. Everything was fine. I was just, I always worry about everything. And so after that experience, I lost 45 pounds. I started going to the gym regularly. I was eating better. I was taking better care of myself. I was still working a lot and traveling a lot, but I definitely had more balance in my life. Mm. And so I started Genius and Sanity because there is a balance between the two. And there is a way that all of us can achieve that balance. And so I wrote a book last year called The Shower Genius, which is all about how self-care can change our life personally and professionally. And self-care can be as easy as, hey, I'm going to go to lunch by myself and read a book, or it can be meditation. I mean, it can be such a wide range of things. And it's, it's all up to the individual to decide what is important to them. But it's a 12-step framework that really takes people through this process of going from I'm exhausted, I'm fed up, I'm like, I just can't think straight, I don't know what solutions I need right now. And when you go through this process and you do give your 
brain the room that it needs to be creative and to get rid of the brain fog, you can be so much more productive in less time, which means you can spend less hours working in your business. <laughs> and everybody wants that, right? So you're really, it's that slowing down so that you can speed up. Yes. So, yeah. and, and it's funny that you just say that because I, today I was reading and, and doing some journaling and that's something that like, because we're like, go, 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 go. And especially entrepreneurs like, go, 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 keep going and do this and do that. And, you know, take action and all these things. And I really felt like this, like, you need to just sit and wait. Waiting is still an action. Waiting is still an action in that. And so that's so interesting that you say that today of what you just said and that sometimes we just have to sit and wait in that action of waiting and taking care of ourselves. And like you just said, that mental clarity and everything. I'm excited to get your book and, and read the, the, the framework of all of that. And so what shower genius, right? Yes. I know people are like, what the heck is a shower genius? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's, it's um, because when I finally wasn't traveling all the time, I would take a shower and I didn't have to be somewhere right away. And so I would have soap in my hair and I'd have all these wonderful ideas about this new business or about, you know, the foundation that I was working on. And I, I would have this whole brainstorming session with myself and then I'd get to my desk and I couldn't remember any of it. And so I put a whiteboard in my bathroom in, you know, 2021 and that changed everything because I could make notes and then get back to my desk and then, you know, brainstorm further or whatever. But one of the one of my favorite um, chapters of the book is called Become MIA. And what I mean by that is missing intentionally alone. And that could be for an hour for a spa appointment, or it could be a weekend at an Airbnb where you're writing or journaling or coming up with creative solutions for your business or personal life or whatever it is that you need to focus on. So that's one of my favorite concepts that, that came to me in the shower <laughs> and that's awesome. is, um, in the book. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's funny how, how that does happen. Like I hear that so many times, like you're in the shower and you can't do anything else. And so all you can do is think, right. And so, um, yeah, that, that's where a lot of creative ideas come. Absolutely. Theories. Uh, chapter or uh, book 19. So excited to be in that. I'm excited for it to be launched out. You know, what made you decide to be a part of the series? Well, it's, it's kind of funny how this happened, but I, I think a week or two before they reached out to me, I had been watching a virtual event with Les Brown. Um, I mean, I was on it live and he had all these speakers and the name of the event was You Are Not Alone, which is something I say in my nonprofit, like a robot. Like I say that all over and over and over. And so 
I was like, well, I need to see what this event is about. So I went to the event. It was it was two days, I think, or maybe three. And he had all these speakers about mental health. And it was just really awesome. And it was probably two weeks later that someone reached out to me about the change book. And I was like, you know, I completely see the value in this book series and what what the what the mission around it is. Um, and it really is, it really goes hand in hand with what I'm trying to do with my business and my nonprofit. So it, it just was a no brainer to me that, you know, I wanted to be involved. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. And you know what? It's so funny because Les Brown, it's funny that Les Brown is, is the forward of the cover because for me also like Les Brown, there's a whole story behind that. I'll save that. But like, so when I, when I was approached and I heard, you know, the people involved and Les Brown was the forward, I was like, this is definitely no, like, this is like, oh my gosh, this is confirmation. This is like, you know, all these things were going through my head. And so, you know, where do you see um, all of this going now that you're in the change series, you have such a great collective of people that, that you can, you know, collaborate with and you know where do you see all this going with your business and and the book and just everything well i'm hoping that we can do a group book signing that's my my newest uh idea and Hi, Cruz. i'm sorry hello yeah are you there yeah i'm here Sorry, <laughs> I heard you say something, but I didn't understand what it was. Um, I think that the book is a, an integral part of just part of my credibility. Like, I think I have a lot of credibility if you look at my career and my entrepreneurship. But, you know, collaborating with people is the best way to lift people up in both directions mm. and, and to, you know, just help each other out, you know, because even when I had my event company, I worked with so many other businesses to implement what we were doing. Um, and it, it created this kind of mini mastermind in just the people I was working with and how we would call each other for help or call each other for advice. And it just, that kind of atmosphere really resonates with me. And I, I, I said earlier, I've always loved to train and mentor people. And I've had a lot of people that have come to me for advice. Like I want to be an event planner. I want to get in that field or I want to grow my business. And, and so that's part of what I loved about what I did. And so the more we can collaborate and the more we can share advice and experiences the better we all can be yeah yeah that's that's what i i love too i see that too going forward is just all the collaboration all like you said the mastermind just like when we all are coming from different perspective and different businesses and different value like we all have different knowledge and when you just get all these people that are are really you know they're they're dreamers and doers and they want to improve you know other people's lives and help people and impact then you know when we just all collaborate together like that just 
that's just the, uh, something beautiful is going to definitely come from that. So, you know, I, I'm so excited to, to get the book. I'm so excited to, to read your story. And um, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. And this is, a, a, this is our second time, I believe, now that we've gotten to connect. And so I'm sure that anybody that's listening today is definitely going to um, be very inspired by what you shared. And, you know, do you have any lasting uh, closing thoughts that you would like to share with the audience? Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, the end goal for this is to have a mastermind and have in-person retreats all over the world using my event experience. Um, but right now, our this, the book, you can find the book and, and our digital course on, on our website. But I think that the lasting words that people should take away is that you have permission to put yourself first. And you should, it's important. It's really important for us to take care of ourselves. And now that I'm in my fifties, I understand it more than ever. You know, when I was in my thirties and forties and working 24 seven, I didn't think twice about it. But as you get older, you really, you really reflect on what's most important in your life and what you've missed out on with your friends and family because you were working. And so I just think, you know, we need to we need to be okay with putting ourselves first, at least sometimes. Yeah, that's a very good piece of information, a nugget of information. Give yourself permission to put yourself first. And I think, you know, in, in society, we've we've been told that if you put yourself first, you're being selfish. Mm -hmm. And I think we're I think we're definitely starting to see a shift in that, that it's not selfish. It's actually selfish to not put yourself first because if we're not pouring into ourselves and we're not taking care of ourselves we really can't take care of anybody else efficiently mm -hmm. and so that means we're short fused that means we might be sick that means a lot of things and yeah. so i love that that's such a good piece of information especially for entrepreneurs that are you know lighting both ends of the candle mm -hmm. yeah Thank you so much for your time and your your knowledge and um, inspiration and I'm excited to see what happens next and um, I thank you again so all right everybody we'll talk to you soon bye bye thank you everyone for joining us today I'm Nicole Harvick and this is my co-host Rachel best and we look forward to seeing you again next time